Today is August the 10th. Today, we hear Jeremiah's message to the exiles. Reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Jeremiah chapters 30 to 32. Now, Jeremiah's letter to the exiles actually begins in chapter 29. We jump several years ahead in the ministry of, of uh, uh, Jeremiah. The first wave of exiles has been taken by King Nebuchadnezzar. That, by the way, is uh, the wave in which Daniel uh, went to Babylon. And uh, in that letter to the exiles, uh, Jeremiah tells them, uh, make homes, uh, uh, plant vineyards. You'll be here a long time. But in verse 10, he says, you'll be in Babylon for 70 years. Then I'll come and do for you all the good things that I promised, and I'll bring you home again. So even from the beginning, although he tells the exiles, uh, buy homes and, and make your life there, he does say, it won't be forever. Uh, you will return. Now, chapter uh, 30 and 31 primarily are messages of restoration. Israel will be restored after those 70 years. Now, in chapter 32, Jeremiah actually buys land in Israel. The Lord tells him, that uh, a relative of his will come to him with uh, the proposal to buy a plot of land. He does. This is kind of an, in, uh, uh, an indication that there is hope for the future, enough hope that Jeremiah is actually purchasing land for uh, his descendants to be able to return to uh, Judah and live. So we see the prediction of destruction, but we see the prediction of restoration. Enjoy today as you read Jeremiah chapters 30 to 32. Jeremiah 30 to 32, New Living Translation, Jeremiah 30. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, write down for the record everything I've said to you, Jeremiah, for the time is coming when I'll restore the fortunes of my people of Israel and Judah. I will bring them home to this land that I gave to their ancestors, and they will possess it again. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the message the Lord gave concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. I hear cries of fear. There's terror and no peace. Now let me ask you a question. Do men give birth to babies? Then why do they stand there ashen-faced, hands pressed against their sides, like a woman in labor? In all history, there's never been such a time of terror. It'll be a time of trouble for my people Israel. Yet in the end, they'll be saved. For in that day, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, I'll break the yoke from their necks and snap their chains. Foreigners will no longer be their masters, for my people will serve the Lord their God, and their king descended from David, the king I will raise up for them.
So do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, says the Lord. For I'll bring you home again from distant lands. Your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet. No one will terrorize them. For I am with you and will save you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations where I've scattered you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but with justice. I cannot let you go unpunished. This is what the Lord says. Your injury is incurable, a terrible wound. There's no one to help you or to bind up your injury. No medicine can heal you. All your lovers, your allies, have left you and do not care about you anymore. I've wounded you cruelly as though I were your enemy. For your sins are many and your guilt is great. Why do you protest your punishment, this wound that has no cure? I've had to punish you because your sins are many. Your guilt is great. But all who devour you will be devoured. All your enemies will be sent into exile. All who plunder you will be plundered. All who attack you will be attacked. I'll give you back your health and heal your wounds, said the Lord. For you're an outcast, Jerusalem for whom no one cares. This is what the Lord says. When I bring Israel home again from captivity and restore their fortunes, Jerusalem will be rebuilt on its ruins and the palace reconstructed as before. There will be joy and songs of thanksgiving. I'll multiply my people, not diminish them. I'll honor them, not despise them. Their children will prosper as they did long ago. I'll establish them as a nation before me. I'll punish anyone who hurts them. They'll have their own ruler again. He will come from their own people. I'll invite him to approach me, says the Lord. For who would dare to come unless invited? You will be my people and I will be your God. Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a driving wind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not diminish until it is finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you'll understand all this. Jeremiah 31. In that day, says the Lord, I'll be the God of all the families of Israel and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. Those who survive the coming destruction will find blessings even in the barren land, for I'll give rest to the people of Israel. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I've loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I've drawn you to myself. I will rebuild you, my virgin Israel. You will again be happy and dance merrily with your tambourines. Again, you will plant your vineyards on the mountains of Samaria and eat from your own gardens there. The day will come when watchmen will shout from the hill country of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord our God. Now this is what the Lord says, Sing with joy for Israel, shout for the greatest of nations. Shout out with praise and joy, save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel. For I'll bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. I'll not forget the blind and lame, the expectant mothers and women in labor. A great company will return. 
Tears of joy will stream down their faces. I'll lead them home with great care. They'll walk beside quiet streams and on smooth paths where they will not stumble, for I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my oldest child. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord, who scattered his people, will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from those too strong for them. They'll come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. They'll be radiant because of the Lord's good gifts. The abundant crops of grain, new wine and olive oil, and the healthy flocks and herds. Their life will be like a watered garden, and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy, and the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. I'll turn their mourning into joy. I'll comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. The priests will enjoy abundance, and my people will feast on my good gifts. I, the Lord have spoken. This is what the Lord says. A cry is heard in Ramah, deep anguish and bitter weeping. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for her children are gone. But now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer, for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There's hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. I've heard Israel saying, You disciplined me severely, like a calf that needs training for the yoke. Turn me again to you and restore me, for you alone are the Lord my God. I turned away from God, but then I was sorry. I kicked myself for my stupidity. I was thoroughly ashamed of all I did in my younger days. Is not Israel still my son, my darling child, says the Lord? I often have to punish him, but I still love him. That's why I long for him and surely will have mercy on him. Set up road signs. Put up guideposts. Mark well the path by which you came. Come back again, my virgin Israel. Return to your towns here. How long will you wander, my wayward daughter? For the Lord will cause something new to happen. Israel will embrace her God. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. When I bring them back from captivity, the people of Judah and its towns will again say, The Lord bless you, O righteous home, O holy mountain. Townspeople and farmers and shepherds alike will live together in peace and happiness, for I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. At this, I woke up and looked around. My sleep had been very sweet. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will greatly increase the human population and the number of animals here in Israel and Judah. In the past, I deliberately uprooted and tore down this nation. I overthrew it, destroyed it, and brought disaster upon it. But in the future, I will just as deliberately plant it and build it up. I, the Lord, have spoken." The people will no longer quote this proverb. The parents have eaten sour grapes, but the children's mouths pucker at the taste. All the people will die for their own sins. Those who eat the sour grapes will be the ones whose mouths will pucker. The day is coming, says the Lord, 
when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I'll make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my instructions deep within them. I'll write them on their hearts. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. They'll not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone, from the least to the greatest, will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. It is the Lord who provides the sun to light the day, and the moon and stars to light the night, and who stirs the sea into roaring waves. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and this is what he says. I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am to abolish the laws of nature. This is what the Lord says. Just as the heavens cannot be measured and the foundations of the earth cannot be explored, so I will not consider casting them away for the evil they have done. I, the Lord, have spoken. The day is coming, says the Lord, when all Jerusalem will be rebuilt for me. From the tower of Hananel to the corner gate, a measuring line will be stretched out over the hill of Gareb and across to Goa. The entire area, including the graveyard and the ash dump in the valley, and all the fields out to the Kidron Valley on the east, as far as the horse gate, will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be captured or destroyed. Jeremiah 32 The following message came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of the reign Zedekiah, king of Judah. This was also the eighteenth year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. Jerusalem was then under siege from the Babylonian army, and Jeremiah was imprisoned in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace. King Zedekiah had him put there, asking why he kept giving this prophecy. This is what the Lord says. I'm about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will take it. King Zedekiah will be captured by the Babylonians and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and I will deal with him there says the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will never succeed. At that time, the Lord sent me a message. He said, Your cousin, Hanamel, son of Shalom, will come and say to you, Buy my field at Anathoth. By law, you have the right to buy it before it's offered to anyone else. Then, just as the Lord had said he would, my cousin Hanamel came and visited me in the prison. He said, Please buy my field at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. By law you have the right to buy it before it's offered to anyone else, so buy it for yourself. Then I knew that the message I had heard was from the Lord. So I bought the field at Anathoth, paying Hanamel seventeen pieces of silver for it. I signed and sealed the deed of purchase before witnesses, weighed out the silver, and paid him. Then I took the sealed deed and an unsealed copy of the deed, which contained the terms and conditions of the purchase. And I handed them to Barak, son of Neriah, and the grandson of Maseiah. I did all this in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, the witnesses 
who had signed the deed, and all the men of Judah who were there in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Then I said to Baruch as they all listened, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Take both this sealed deed and the unsealed copy and put them into a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Someday people will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. Then after I had given the papers to Baruch, I prayed to the Lord. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands, but you also bring the consequences of one generation's sin upon the next. You're the great and powerful God, the Lord of heaven's armies. You have all wisdom and do great and mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all people and you give them what they deserve. You performed miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, things still remembered to this day. And you've continued to do great miracles in Israel and all around the world. You've made your name famous to this day. You brought Israel out of Egypt with mighty signs and wonders, with a strong hand and powerful arm, and with overwhelming terror. You gave the people of Israel this land that you had promised their ancestors long before, a land flowing with milk and honey. Our ancestors came and conquered it and lived in it, but they refused to obey you or follow your word. They've not done anything you commanded. That's why you've sent this terrible disaster upon them. See how the siege ramps have been built against the city walls? Through war, famine, and disease, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians, who will conquer it. Everything has happened, just as you said. And yet, O Sovereign Lord, you've told me to buy this field, paying good money for it before these witnesses, even though the city will soon be handed over to the Babylonians. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I'm the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'll hand this city over to the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will capture it. The Babylonians outside the walls will come in and set fire to the city. They'll burn down all these houses where the people provoked my anger by burning incense to Baal on the rooftops and by pouring out liquid offerings to other gods. Israel and Judah have done nothing but wrong since their earliest days. They've infuriated me with their evil deeds, says the Lord. From the time this city was built until now, it's done nothing but anger me. So I'm determined to get rid of it. The sins of Israel and Judah, the sins of the people of Jerusalem, the kings, the officials, the priests, and the prophets have stirred up my anger. My people have turned their backs on me and have refused to return. Even though I diligently taught them, they would not receive instruction or obey. They've set up their abominable idols right in my own temple, defiling it. They've built pagan shrines to Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. There they sacrificed their sons and daughters to Moloch. I've never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. 
What an incredible evil causing Israel to sin so greatly. Now, I want to say something more about this city. You've been saying it'll fall to the king of Babylon through war, famine, and disease. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I'll certainly bring my people back again from all the countries where I will scatter them in my fury. I'll bring them back to this very city and let them live in peace and safety. They'll be my people. I'll be their God. I'll give them one heart and one purpose to worship me forever for their own good and for the good of all their descendants. I'll make an everlasting covenant with them. I'll never stop doing good for them. I'll put a desire in their hearts to worship me. They'll never leave me. I'll find joy doing good for them and will faithfully and wholeheartedly replant them in this land. This is what the Lord says. Just as I have brought all these calamities on them, so I'll do all the good I've promised them. Fields will again be bought and sold in this land about which you now say it's been ravaged by the Babylonians, a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yes, fields will once again be bought and sold, deeds signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin and here in Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah and in the hill country, in the foothills of Judah and in the Negev too, for someday I'll restore prosperity to them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Jeremiah's words for the fire.